Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob. And welcome to episode 29 of the Stream Bucket Podcast. Nice, nice, nice. Coming yeah. along well. So we're back. We're back from our summer-long hiatus. Yep. This is all going to be brand new. Brand new material. Absolutely. Same us, same opinions, but brand new things to talk about. Yes. Hopefully. And what a time to be back. Yes, indeed. We're not just back for Stream Bucket. We are back for Scream Bucket. Yeah. And spooky season. Absolutely. Bringing in all the spooks, all the screams. My computer's freaking out. Yeah, what the hell is... What's it's fine. It, it did this last time as well. Okay, cool. Don't worry, it's not haunted. Ooh. So we are massive horror fans. We're massive Halloween fans. Yep. So we have jam-packed this episode with a load of spooky goodness. Absolutely. Uh, on the complete show we also have lots of spooky horror halloweeny songs uh which obviously won't be on this version so if you do want to listen to the music we've selected do check out the normal show which should be available on the north arts radio website awesome yes indeed so what do we talk about this episode uh the vavitch the vavitch uh robert egger yep uh, 2015/16, depending on where you are. Mm. Uh, film set in 17, well, yeah, 1700s, Se- 17th century. Yeah, 17th century Puritan America, New England, and it's pretty grim affair. I think you would agree. Yes. Uh, we also go into what we're doing for our 31 days of horror. Absolutely. Uh, we look at what we have christened Fortnight of the Living Small Night. After much difficulty. Yes, indeed. Uh, and we talk about some spooky trailers for films coming out very soon. Yeah, mostly bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They but- didn't um, shower us with goodness. They showered us... Well, this year, I suppose, they've given us It Part 2. Oh, and- yeah, that's a testament to good filmmaking. Mm. Big old barrel of balls. Have you seen it now? No, I don't want to. Oh, okay. It's terrible. It's been ripped apart. We did have... a. Uh, Ready or Not. Yes. Which I reviewed on this week's show. And Joker. Yeah. Which is not really a spooky film, but it kind of is. It's kind of harrowing. Mm. And it's worth a watch. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of the show. We've got a spooky quiz right at the end as well. Yeah. Lovely spooky quiz. For lovely you all. spooky and, uh, quiz. And it was a very informative quiz in which you will learn, hopefully, a lot about Halloween that not even we knew. So. Yeah. I mean... I know Halloween has been the New Year's Eve of mm. pagan times, uh, where the dead who died, the people who died that year, all roam the earth. Right. So that's kind of why it happens. And so people left food out so as they don't wander into the house and eat them. Oh, that's the cra- souls. Crazy, crazy pagans. Yeah, I like it. And this is the rewards we reap. Thousand years later. Absolutely. Brilliant. And the smell, and it's all great. Yeah. I'm looking forward to making those pumpkin pies. Oh, mate, me too. Anyway, let's head into the show, shall we? Yes. Hi, I'm Adam. And I'm Rob. And welcome to a brand new screen bucket. We're back. We're back. They're here. (laughs) (laughs) And we're back. On the best month of the year. Indeed. We are back with not only a new screen bucket, but a new scream bucket. Indeed. Two coming your way, starting with this one. Ah! Good, very good. There was a scream in the bucket. Really? There mm. wasn't enough of a bucket echo for that to be a bucket scream. Ooh! 
better, better, nicer. Yes. So yeah, we've been away for uh, weeks, months. Yep. How long have we been away for? Like two or three months. Yeah. So you would have heard our compilation screen dirt buckets. God, we're really milking the uh, title puns, aren't we? We really are. Mm. Uh, where we've been playing some of the best bits, but now we're back with brand new things to talk about, uh, such as. Uh, our 31 Days of Horror. Our 31 Days of Horror will be something we talk about later. Yes, uh, we're going to be talking about The Vavitch. The Vavitch. 2015 horror movie, which mm-hmm. we watched last night. Uh, what else? My toenails. We're going to talk as well about, you know, getting into the Halloween spirit. Yes. that Yeah, that's what I meant by my toenails. Right. Toenails and Halloween go hand in hand. Yeah, witch's nails. They're going toe, toe in toe. Talons. Mm. Mm. Lick them. <laughs> Lick the toenails. Mm. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, yeah. We planned really smartly, haven't we? What we've done is we've decided to start doing the full radio show again when we're filming 31 films in a month, albeit one-minute ones. Mm-hmm. We're doing loads of special effects stuff with our short film. Yes. We're not, we're filming another short film. We're doing a sequel to Cirque de Sacrifice. Yeah. And you've got to make a trailer. Yeah. So... Easy peasy lemon squeezy. We, we've made it really easy for ourselves. It's we? no worse than last year. The, one of the reasons... Well, the reason we stopped doing the screen bucket every week, every fortnight, uh, was to work on our horror film. Yeah, that's true. Uh... And we have done. Probably not as much as I hoped we'd get done. No. But it's basically there, isn't it? There's been unexpected delays. Yeah. Which is all part of the learning curve of us making our first professional film. Yeah. But it's coming along. The end is now in sight. The edit, the, the first edit is basically done. There's a few reshoots we need to do, uh, which is pretty standard. We need to potentially explode some things, impale some things, blow some things up. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, The main thing is the sound and the music. Mm. They're a faff. Huge faff. Especially since it's, uh, even though it's a comedy, it's also a horror film, and sound is... We might as well not have the video and just have sound. That's how important sound is to a horror film. It is crucial. So, yes. So, that's a big deal. So, we've been working on that. And we'll be working on it in the future. And, yes, hoping for Halloween to have a trailer ready. Yes. That's the the plan. That is the plan. Finally show a bit of our... Our little pet project to the world. Absolutely. Two years in the making. Three years coming up to. Technically 13. (laughs) Well, yeah. But yeah, <laughs> got, yeah. There, got there in the end. You know, it's about standard for uh, for our work ethic, I think. Yeah, we're um, going to be playing some spooky songs from the movies as well. We are indeed. Um, and we won't say too much about next week, but there might be a little adventure on the cards. Well. Or the end of the Halloween Halloween special. We've got a bit of a funny schedule coming up because we've got tonight. Yeah. And as usual, this will be repeated next week. Then we're going to ha- replay our last year's Screen Bucket. The Adventures of Uncle Phil's Mansion. Uncle Phil's Mansion, absolutely. And then we're coming back the week after with a brand new Screen Bucket. Yes. So basically we've, we've, we've wrangled the system so we can have our next 
proper show on the 31st. Night itself, it's so exciting. So yes, have, we have that to look forward to. But for now, we're going to kick off our evening with Run For Your Life by Stratus from the Class of Newcomb High soundtrack. Seen that film? No. Good. On Saturday night, we'll be visiting the most haunted house in Britain. But will the ghosts be there? Can you take it? Ghostwatch, a Screen One special for Halloween, Saturday at 9.25 on One. That was Youth of America by Birdbrain from Scream. Yeah, we watched Scream the other night, didn't we? Always good. Yeah, Scream holds up so well. As mentioned before, though, it's hard to watch when you've got something else in your head. Oh, a certain uh, certain comedy film. Early noughties comedy film, yes. Mm, With certain Wayans brothers involved. Mm, Scary movie we're talking about. If you haven't seen it. I would watch Scream first if you haven't seen Scream. Definitely, definitely watch Scream first. Don't, Don't go anywhere near Scary Movie without <laughs> watching Scream first. I mean, the other references you can skip, but watch Scream first. Yeah, definitely. Then enjoy Scary Movie, because it works. I watched the first scene of Scream, as you know, when I was eight, and it traumatised mm-hmm. me for months. Um, and I didn't go back to Scream until I was 14. Right, okay. But obviously... Everyone watched Scary Movie our age when they were about 11. Yes. So I watched Scary Movie and then went back to Scream. I remember, I do remember <laughs> going through Scream and going, ah, okay, that, that's from Scary Movie. That's why they did that in Scary Movie. Did you ever see Shriek? No, I remember it. Was it bad? It is bad. It's not, it's no Scary Movie. Nah. But Shriek was like a direct parody of Scream. Even more direct than Scary Movie? Yes. Oh, fine. I remember it being in like Video Empire or something like that, like the knockoff version. Yeah, um, I think I saw it on Prime or Netflix. Mm, I would skip it. Watch Scary Movie if you have a choice. Yeah, but um, Scary Movie is legitimately hilarious. I mean, yeah, really, it's genuinely is classic in my eyes. But in either case, it Scream ushered us in fully to the Halloween spirit. It I think has yeah. Uh, we mentioned earlier, and we will be talking about it properly later on. That we're currently doing a 31 Days of Horror, mm. uh, where we're doing little one-minute vignettes of horror movies, little scene parodies. Horror homages. Horror homages. So, yes, uh, very silly, very cheap. Just us running around screaming. And to do that, we've had to buy a load of decorations. Lots of spooky decorations. I had some left over from last year. A couple of ske- a skeleton, a mummy, a hanging mummy. Oh yeah, little sort of one foot tall sort of things that we've hung up around the place. Got a bat. Yeah, really annoying pumpkin lamps, which <laughs> we don't have the lamps for, so they're just rolling around the flat. And literally every day I've kicked them. Yes, yeah, like, every day, it. not by deliberate, just just. Oh, oh, oh you're there now. You're f- <laughs> yeah, we've got we um, for the thirty one days we bought a full sort of skeleton from Wilkinson's mm. and sawed it up. We chopped it up, and now I've got the legs dangling over the bath. That's very good. Someone came in and went, oh, you could have warned me about the legs. Nope. Brilliant. Okay, so that can keep, keep happening. Absolutely. The upper torso is now hanging on the back of our door. Yep. Doreen, I've called her. Doreen. Oh, I get it now because he's on the door. Is that, you, is that, is that you just getting it now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Doreen because she's on right. the door. 
<laughs> and we've got some fake boobies on her. Yes. Which we don't just normally go out. We do normally go out and buy bo- we've fake boobies. We've done it boobies. multiple times. That's the now. second second pound land boobies that we've got. <laughs> Both for the purposes of filmmaking, I may add. Um, but we stuck yeah. them on the skeleton. So now Doreen's got some lovely Poundland boobies. Absolutely. And I've, uh, I've just gone out and bought some lights from Poundland and scattered them around my room. And it does make it feel very spooky. They're holding up very well, these lights, I've got to say. Little tiny little pumpkins I've got around the room. It's especially nice watching horror films with all lit up all orange around it. It's very cosy and very lovely. Yeah, it's good. I like it. I mean, there's more to be put up, I think. Mm. We need some cobwebs around. I think so. Well, I've got those cobwebs in the bag in the kitchen, but it's just a nightmare, isn't it? We can use it. Yeah. Oh, like cotton wool. Can't you? Is there a... That's the stuff, though. Is that the it? same stuff? Yes, yeah, that stuff. Oh, uh, okay. More than welcome to help yourself to it. Yes. You can get spray snow. You can get spray cobwebs. I'll just grab a spider and squeeze it. Ugh. Massive one. Half a cheer. Hmm. How do you feel about that? Bad. <laughs> oh, I saw on Twitter. Um, there was a man who shaved the cobweb into his head. I saw that and put a freaking hair um, spider on there. They made it was, uh, presumably it's like dreadlocks that they've woven into a spider shape, but it's amazing. It's really cool. Although I do wonder though, if you're sitting there, like after a while you're gonna get sick of it, aren't you? Just hanging on your head. Yeah. Every time you look in the mirror, like, oh, oh, oh my god, oh. Jesus! Oh no, it's just my hair. <laughs> or even sitting next to someone on the bus. Yeah. Uh, uh, I would be more scared of him than the spider. Would you? Why have you got? Why have you shaved that into your head? <laughs> You're plainly a maniac. So there's a lot of white walls in our flat. Do you reckon we could just spray blood all over it? Ah, uh, why not? Oh, do you know what we should do in the hallway? What? Uh, a uh, body of a murder victim. Yeah. The outline. Just that. Well, literally on the stairwell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just for. <Yeah>. The... <laughs> Police do not cross. We should get some police do not cross stuff on the door. Definitely. Oh, I love Halloween. Ooh, it's the loveliest time of the year. It's, it's so American. People still complain about that, but it's fine. Couldn't care it? less. No, exactly. Couldn't care less. It's the best export they've ever given us. Uh, yeah. Or condensed milk. Is that an American thing? It is, yeah. I would strongly argue that Halloween is better than condensed milk. I think you're probably right. I think you're probably right. Thanks, man. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing. Yes, let's do it. Adam's Film Reviews. Ready or Not 2019. I can't believe that in half an hour, I will be a part of the Lodomus Gaming Dynasty Empire. Uh, Dominion, we prefer Dominion. I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family. There's just one more thing. And then you are officially part of the family. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere we then try to find you so there's no way for me to win right and stay hidden till dawn <laughs> no thank you good luck what the hell is this how old is this thing i know you're in 
Finn here. Directed by Matt Bettinini, Olfin and Tyler Gillett, Ready or Not is a black comedy horror film starring my personal favourite Margot Robbie clone, Samara Weaving, off of The Babysitter and Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Weaving plays Grace, a young bride marrying into the wealthy Lee Domus family through Alex, an estranged member of the family who bowed out after a traumatic event in his childhood. After the ceremony at the Lee Domus mansion, Alex's family lead Grace into a family-only room where they lay out the family tradition. After each new marriage, the new arrival must take a card from a small wooden box, a box that selects the card on which is the name of the game they must play as a family. As Grace takes her turn, she's given hide and seek. Little does she know that hide and seek is the worst card she can get. See, to the Lee Domus family, hide and seek is far from a fun game. As Grace runs to find a hiding spot, the rest of the Lee Domus family arm themselves with antique weaponry with one objective in mind, to find and kill Grace before dawn. Her sacrifice to a greater power being the one way that the Lee Domus family can maintain their fortune thanks to an ancient pact with a mysterious man. What follows is an increasingly insane and incredible story of survival, with Grace surviving first through luck, then by sheer exhausting endurance as her bumbling new in-laws try to hunt her down, with the house staff bearing the brunt of the collateral damage. Far from what I expected, Ready or Not is not a darkly comic Purge-style murder spree. It's instead a laugh-out-loud comedy full of over-the-top violence, gore and bloodshed, and I loved it. While some of the twists and turns were fairly predictable, the sheer carnage and joy throughout this film never let up. Some of the sequences were downright cartoon-like, and it was brilliant. Tomorrow even Scream, especially, is really something special, and you feel Grace's journey every step of the way. Also, a special shout out to Grace's outfit, they get more torn and bloodied as the film goes on. This is a gold standard Halloween costume, if ever I saw one. I would genuinely recommend this film to anyone, especially to fans of things like Inside Number 9, or even the Evil Dead franchise, who I think would get a real kick out of this. He wanted to get married. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that was Season of the Witch by Donovan. Oh, how apt. <laughs> you know, because we're doing a film about the witch. Yes, and there is no music usable from the witch. No, there isn't. <laughs> Horrible. Yeah. Well, how do, how do you spell the, the witch? Uh, V-V-I-T-C-H. Why did I spell it like that? The witch, because... There was no W in the 17th century. Good heavens. And they had they didn't even use U. It was Vs. Yeah, very strange. Mm. Very strange to read. So, 1630, The Witch is set in. Long time ago. The film that came out in 2015-16. Yeah, one of them. Sort of blurs the line between. Film directed by Robert Eggers, a first-time director, who made out of nowhere made this amazing film it is great it is great this atmospheric horror that really really stuck with me for a long time afterwards it was freaky and right from the start there was very disturbing things in it. i didn't expect 
the thing that happens at the start to the family mm. to happen so abruptly. Yes. The first horribly traumatic thing in a long line of horribly traumatic things. Yeah. The witch is... Well, let's break it down. What actually happens, shall we? So there's a Puritan family and yep. they worship religion in a different way to their village. They have some yeah. sort of argument with the local colony. Plantation, yes. I think they call it. Right. Uh, we're not really sure of the details, but it's sort of the opening of the film is them in a courthouse basically saying, I don't care about your law, we're off. Yeah. And so they sell themselves. I think they exile themselves, I think. There's uh, the lead. What's the what's daddy's name in it? Daddy. Ralph Einson? Ralph Innison. Ralph Innison, Einison. Uh, those of you who recognise him from mainly probably The Office. He's like Ricky Gervais is like oh, not very God, nice friend is. in it, isn't he? And now he's play- he could not be playing a more opposite role. He <laughs> plays William, the proud and stubborn father, devoutly religious to his version of Christianity. There's also Amicus Caro. Oh, in Harry Potter, he was a Death Eater, wasn't he? Yeah. That, I literally don't know. I just saw that written down. Yes. Um, so he spirits his family, I, I think somewhat distantly from the initial village, to a mm. farm. A... They sort of set up near a woods, sort of on their own, quite isolated, near a valley. Yeah. And very early on, there are rules, don't go to the woods. Yeah. And there's also a... It's quite early established that there's something wrong with where they've settled. So the the crops aren't growing properly. They can't find anything to to hunt. There's no wild things to eat. They think they saw an apple tree, but no, they didn't. There's a f- when they're getting ready for the winter as well. So there's this feeling of you know in this cold, desolate land and this lonely family. They have to prepare for the struggles that are coming. It's a very cold-looking film, mm. and I'm, I'm I'm aware that. It was shot mostly with natural light. So there's no warmth to it. It's all very grey and white. and Exactly. And yeah. I feel cold watching it. And all the cast are wearing very thick like woolen dresses and clothes and stuff. And you sort of... Yeah. I can... I can it's one of those films I can sort of feel myself being in. Yeah. Which is quite weird. No, I can completely agree. It sort of sucks you in with just kind of the way it's lit. And, but the family is... Uh, so you've got William, the dad... You've got Catherine, the mum, both of which you immediately said you recognise from Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, you've got Thomasin, played by Anya Taylor-Joy in her debut film. Many people will recognise her, especially at the moment, as uh, someone from Peaky Blinders. The blonde femme fatale from America who someone gets pregnant. One of the Peaky Blinder boys. Mm. You've got Caleb, who's the younger brother. He's sort of going through changes. Shall we say? He's going through change. Sorry. And then we've got Mercy and Jonas, who are the two younger siblings, who are horrible to look at. In every way. They're they're annoying, they're rude, they misbehave, they make you not want kids. They also have that weird thing of, though they're very young, they're clearly very young, uh, and act quite young, they also look like adults, because of the way they're dressed, I think. Mm. But it's quite weird. They're very... They stand out, I think. Don't like them. Yeah. Um, and they just run around playing with the black goat known as Black Philip. Is it Black Philip? Black Philip, Black It was Phillip. Black Philip, wasn't it? Or Black... It wasn't Black Billy. No, you're thinking of Billy Goat's Gruff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Black Philip, definitely. Black 
Philip, Black Philip. <laughs> Horrible. I'm just gonna put that clip in. Black Philip, Black Philip, Crack is out his head. Get back! You should stop that. So there's dark forces in this wood. Well, they're very, very suspicious of the woods anyway. But it really kicks off when Thomason takes the baby of the family, takes the baby Samuel, uh, just to play by the woods, I guess. And this is revealed in the trailer, so we can talk about it. She's playing peekaboo. She's covering her eyes. And she covers her eyes. And then she pulls them away. A horror descends across her face. Sam is missing. Mm. And the heart goes to ice. It's horrific. She's miles away from the woods as well. I got a similar sort of feeling in my gut to the scene in Hereditary when the thing happens and you know the kid's got to go back to his mum. Yeah. So this baby that this mum absolutely dotes on is now Mm -hmm. gone. There is some similarities with Hereditary and Midsummer, I think, as well. I think with a slight twist, it, there would have been more... It's essentially because it's a family drama as well. Yeah, it's mostly a story of grief, I think. Yeah. Catherine is uh, not best pleased with Sam going missing. Let's put it that way. She's distraught. And the blame kind of falls on Thomason quite quickly. I mean, she lost him. She did lose him. So, so there's that. Yeah, but she didn't have much control over it. What really stands out with the witch is that we see a witch. Hmm. There's no is there, isn't there? We almost immediately see an evil crone. Oh, oh, that's okay. She's there. And she's such a crone. When you go and she's got such a horrible little witch's hut going on. Yeah. And then there's that wonderful shot of her cloaked and hunched just stepping away mm. from the camera after the scene. Yes. The, what I love about the, the witch is that so many, if you just watch it, some of the shots and some of the way it's laid out, it just looks like a painting. Yes. Yeah, he's, he said that. Uh, like with the witch, I can imagine that being sort of an oil canvas painting from the time. Like, here is an old woman lit kind of by the fire of a pestle and mortar and a broomstick. There is a broomstick. I do find that a bit weird. Yeah. Because that's something that I sort of discounted as fairy tale. But, yeah, they've all got broomsticks. There's... So that must have always been a part of witch folklore, I guess. Because the girl was saying the witch flying through the woods, clickety-clackety. I've heard clickety-clackety that's, in reference to a witch before. There's a lot of um, dialogue in this taken from real-life accounts, from journals of the yes. time. And I wonder if some of that, no smoke without fire kind of thing, that it trickled down into folklore. Mm. So the the idea of the witch and her hat and the broomstick, although when we see witches, they tend to be naked in this film, the hat's probably just because people wore hats. Yeah. You know? And it's just, but the broomstick, because it's an old woman who cleans the, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff there. What yeah, no, what's almost a bit terrifying is most they even said on IMDB most of the dialogue was in some way, shape or form lifted or influenced by passages, writings, mm-hmm. notes, diaries from people at the time. So not only is that um influencing the way they use language in the film 
you know, it's very accurate portrayal of how people used to speak. But it's actually the stuff they're talking about. The as well. stuff that they're talking about makes you think, oh, yeah. It makes so, me worry if there was actually like any sort of people who had conditions and people thought they were being oh, without a doubt taken over. Well, that's the thing. So throughout from that point, Thomas, the blame gets pushed towards Thomas in more and more and more. She has a couple arguments with the the two younger kids, mm. and to the point where she Thomasin claims to be a witch just to shut Mercy up. It was a witch, Mercy. You speak her right. Thomasin! It was I. Liar! Twas I what stole him. I be the witch of the wood. Liar! Liar! I am. Listen not to a mercy! I am that very witch. When I sleep, my spirit slips away from my body and dances naked with the devil. That's how I signed his book. No. He bade me bring him an unbaptized babe. So I stole Sam. And I gave him to my master. And I'll make any man or thing else vanish I like. No. Aye. And I'll vanish thee too if thou displeaseth me. Be quiet. Mercy! She's been telling fantasies. For chance I'll boil and bake thee. Since we're a lack of food. Stop! Stop Thomasin! It's not true! It is, O thing. How I crave to sink my teeth into thy pink flesh. <laughs> if ever thou tellest thy mother of this, I'll witch thee and thy mother and draw this <laughs> too. Stop thy tears and swear thy silence. I swear. You'll not tell mother nor father. And Mercy takes it seriously and obviously tells Jonas about it. Yes. So they, yeah. So when things start escalating, the blame falls again on her. Cheers, she's a witch, mum. All that sort of stuff. And it's very hard to talk about what really happens because you kind of have to be in the moment. But basically each member of the family gets picked on in some way and loses their mind. And Thomason just happens to be there. Yeah. And then by the time we get to the end, we realise that maybe she's not to blame. Maybe it's someone else. And it's this growing sense of paranoia and finger pointing. And by the end, they're just screaming at each other, trying to accuse each other of being a witch. Until it all really kicks off. And then then it goes to 11 immediately. Oh, my God. Yeah. Just with a click of a finger, suddenly you oh, oh, wow. Yeah, there's a wow. There's a moment of absolute wow in this. And we shouldn't say any more. No, we shouldn't. But the, the witch is something that, because it's very atmospheric, it is quite slow. But it does draw you in, and it does portray a family going through something terrible. Yeah. And then just being driven mad by it. It's so the language it uses. I would say it. It's stuff that you've heard before. If you've seen Sabrina, you'd have heard most of the dialogue in this film. It's, it's fascinating you say that because I, the sort of language they use, it sounds evil. Like even though I have no reference, and I'm not, I'm not, I didn't even watch that much Sabrina, but the because it's obviously old-fashioned seventeenth-century style mm-hmm. language, it just sounds evil. The words <laughs> they use, delicious and things, mm. words like that. Without going into like the taste of butter. Yeah, just things like that. It just sounds so. Well, it's, I think the, the dialogue is actually quite um, the dialect is quite addictive. I think because it's it's they're all northern. You're basically the, the witch got a lot of praise by American audiences for being so um, realistic and period specific. Hmm. And what they're just northern. They just speak in northern English, but they're doing it in such a way that to make it 17th century instead of the they say thy yeah thy and mother. 
it's it, like Thomasin. The point when Caleb wants to ride out to the town, and Thomasin asks to come along. She doesn't say, "Can I come?" She says, "Let me along." Yeah, and that sort of stuff really gets in my head because I think that's actually quite efficient way of speaking. It does, and it it sounds natural. It does, yeah. Let me along. So the whole film as an experience is it really withdraws you in, makes you feel part of it. From the senses, it makes you feel. I felt cold as well watching it. You were horrified as well. It's interesting because I've seen it a few times. You saw it for the first time, and I was half watching the film, half watching you to see how you reacted. And there's a couple of times when you went, Ugh! yeah, oh yeah, there's a shot, <laughs> and the, the oh yeah, there's a bit where the goat scared the living daylights out of me. Oh, oh yeah, there was there was several bits. Yeah, I mean I'm a huge wimp generally with horror films, but yeah, got me. But it was enjoyable fear. Yeah, it didn't go too far. That's what I mean. With a twist, it could be as bad as Hereditary. Definitely. And a, and a twist the other way, it could have been Midsummer. Yeah, because there's a lot of references in this to Ergot. The black mould that yes. supposedly actually caused a lot of the witch fear in America because all their crops were going fungusy and they were tripping. And there's a point when you watch the film in that perspective, it does change it because you start thinking, are they all just drug-addled, paranoid, tripping out, slightly schizophrenic? Like you can see it in the film. And there's a few things like that throughout. Like, is it real? Is all this witch stuff real? Do they have a curse? Are they? On drugs? Are they just starving? Yeah, just hallucinating from whatever form yeah. of weakness. Um, so there's a few things like that, and it, it's just infinitely rewatchable, I think. Definitely. So, yes. And the reason we, I kind of wanted to watch this was, uh, this was Robert Egger's first ever film, and it was amazing. It took the world by storm, especially the horror community. And now he's got a new film coming out, The Lighthouse. Amazing. Which looks just unbelievably good and we're not getting it until january no we're not and it's oh it is it's a perfect october film it is it really is yeah uh if you haven't seen the trailer do because it looks fantastic william defoe and robert patterson yep in a lighthouse trapped with no one else why just spill your beans lad <laughs> oh, i can't wait anyway let's put a song on that you recommended Yes, uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, Stevie Nicks, is referred to in American Horror Story as a witch. And she's known to be quite a witchy person. So I thought we'd play Rhiannon from Fleetwood Mac. Okay. You've got Netflix. Yeah. Have you got Prime? No. You use someone else's Prime. Uh, I need to get into my brother's Prime. Okay, lots of people seem to do that. Yeah. But the one people don't seem to do is Shudder. No. I think Shudder is worth way more than Netflix, I think, and Prime put together almost. For about £5 a month, you get access to a whole catalogue of horror movies. That's amazing. And some uh, exclusive new ones, real classics, all the Hellraisers on there, for example, and loads of great, great stuff. Um, I keep meaning to watch it. One of my lists is One Cut of the Dead, which is a comedy film. Really? A zombie comedy that even people who say they're sick of zombies, like me, uh, say it's worth a watch. Huh. So I'm going to watch that soon. What I have been watching is Creepshow. Yeah, so you keep ranting and raving about mm. Creepshow. Brand new series. It's uh, bringing back the the attitude and fun, I guess, of the Creepshow films that came out. 
Great. It's got that talking skeleton bloke, isn't it? Yeah, so it's not... Weirdly, Tales from the Crypt, I think, stole a lot from Creepshow. And Creepshow stole a lot from Tales from the Crypt. It looks like it. Yeah, it's it's got a Tales from the Crypt vibe from what you've showed me. Creepshow is a bit more grounded. It's less comedy. Right. Uh, Less comedy? Oh, yeah. Tales from the Crypt is pure comedy. It's very silly. Um, Creepshow is much more... I mean, I say grounded. It's still kind of mad. Uh, but it's 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 great, and it's directed by Rob Schraub, who I love. Oh, brilliant. It's a very funny guy. Um, yeah, there is some criticism that it's a bit fan-made. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, a lot of things that are remade these days, I mean, Star Wars is the ultimate one. It's made by the fans, and therefore doesn't quite have the same feeling. Right. But I love it, and it's coming out weekly episodes as well. So, which appeals to me as someone who can't really binge. Right, I like I much prefer when things are weekly. Yeah, and people can't get too ahead of me. No, I feel like I've gone through a you know alcoholic binge after I've binged a TV show. Yeah, I feel weak and fragile. And what have I done with my day? I get a procrastination hangover. Yeah. If I don't do enough, you I feel, actually feel ill. Yeah, dirty guilt. Yes. Oh my God, I just watched nine episodes of The Boys. What have I done <laughs> with my life? I, no, I actually get physical symptoms. Mm. I get a migraine if I don't do anything. Yeah. Weird. Reverse body psychology. But yes, uh, what have you been watching? Well, you introduced me to an American werewolf in London, which we touched upon in the radio show. Mm. What a film. What a funny, funny film. So enjoyable. Um, and also, I'd really like to mention South Park. Is uh, It's all on Amazon now, isn't it? Yeah, and ne- uh, some of it's on Netflix. Netflix, it has like series one, and then it's got ten of the best episodes. Yeah. It's also got the movie Bigger, Longer and Uncut. And it's got the second to last series. Right. Which I don't think is on Prime. But I'm really... Oh, it's, the a level of nostalgia in watching the first series again is insane. Mm. It's just how they sound is slightly different. The humour is more uh, dependent on silly jokes rather than the situation of the world. It played more on the characters. Yeah. I think. Definitely. That's how I remember it. Because it felt... Uh, I don't know if it's right and saying, but it sort of felt like a parody of, like, Simpsons-ish. It, um, you had the mad school teachers and the school bus driver. Yeah. I mean, I started watching South Park when I was eight or nine, which yeah, I imagine you did as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Talk is, of the playground, it was. Yeah, and it's definitely, I think we grew up at a perfect time because it started getting a bit more adult and deeper. As, as we grew years, up. As yeah. we grew up, so it's perfect. Well, it was after the film, wasn't it? Yeah. The film came out and then it became a whole different beast. Yeah, definitely. Because it started having actual stories to tell. Yeah, there was like a graphics upgrade. It looked a bit smoother and mm. clearer. Um, but yeah. Loving life with South Park, absolutely loving it. <laughs> I got I when I first noticed it was all on Prime. I binged a lot. I just chose a series at random, and it's very easy to watch in a row. Yeah, because they're quite short. These episodes as well. Um, yeah, it's uh, there are some weak bits, and I don't remember the weak bits before. There's some episodes as well that I remembered loving, and I watched it back and went, mm-hmm, okay, mm, yeah, yeah. funny. But, you know, these things happen. Yeah. I, I do think the highlight is uh, probably the season that was out when we were at college, uh, which would have, which the one that sticks in my head is when the 
bring back to the horror, the homeless people arrive. Oh, yeah. Brilliant. Change. Yeah. Change. And they start smashing into the side of the house in the I car. I got any change. Yeah. I love that. That whole series. And that, I think that was the one where they did the 24 right. parody. Cartman's convinced that the terrorists had come into attack. It turns out it's not... They, they, there's this moment when they work back all the, the enemies of America. And they go, no, not the Iranians. Oh, yes. No, not not the whatever. Before the Germans. Yeah, yeah. They're America's original enemy. It just cuts to the British Navy on frigates, wooden frigates sailing across the Atlantic. With yellow teeth <laughs> and the Queen's there. <laughs> oh, and that moment made me laugh so oh, much. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Yes, South Park is definitely up there. Oh, yeah. Some of the best. Anyway, should we head back to the show? Yeah, let's head back to the show. Robert. Adam. Have you heard of Patreon? Is that a way that fans can support their favourite internet folk by donating to their cause and helping fund their projects and in return receive exclusive benefits? Why, yes it is. Ooh. We have a Patreon. Yes, we do. We've mentioned it on the previous compilation episodes, but yes, we are on Patreon and we are pumping out content. We're yes, we are. spraying content across the internet. Wow. <laughs> this isn't Valentine's Day, Adam. It's oh, Halloween. Sorry. Right. Yes, we are currently in the midst of throwing so much content out there. And now's the time, if you like what we do, to give something back. Yeah. Uh, for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can help fund our projects and make them into the magnificent beasts that we know that they will be. Um, it all goes into our projects. None of it goes into our pockets. None of it goes to Greg's or the Boots sandwich section or anything like that. 100% goes... It's very specific. I was just trying to think of things that <laughs> one would spend £2 on. I would, def- oh, yeah, I I would definitely spend £2 in Greg's. <laughs> but yeah, it all... Absolutely. And it all goes to helping us move to the next stage and keep up this content. So what we do, we do spend a lot of time... Uh, money and effort into everything we do including this show um and yes we just want to push it as far as possible one of the things i'd love to do if we get enough uh support is to uh actually get a decent mic to roam around and we can actually do interviews out there on the road on the road that'd be the dream eh Eh? absolutely uh get some gasoline in the tank get some gasoline in a tank so yeah so what what are we offering we've got for $2 a month, um, we are providing text updates, what we're doing. We are working on multiple projects at the same time, and we'll keep you up to date with all of those. Um, for $5, we are providing behind-the-scenes pictures as well as the normal update. For $10 a month, you can become a exclusive bucketeer and have access to an exclusive Night Shift Screen Bucket special podcast. And they come out every two weeks. Every two weeks. They come out in the off week that the normal podcast doesn't come out. 
And in the night shift, we get to explore adult themes and say naughty words. Yes, we do. We say words like bums. Yep, bums and pee-pee and poopy poopy fart fart. Yes. Uh, And for $50 a month, you can be an associate producer of Holodell Media and basically have your name in all of our credits. Yeah, and come on set, you know, get involved. Have an interview on here. Yep. Loads of stuff. We'll keep we'll keep you involved at every level, basically, because that's a crazy amount of money. And, <laughs> and we don't really good. expect it. <laughs> yeah. So if you are a insanely rich person and want to donate to the chores, do let us know. Yes, please do. And do check us out at www.patreon.com forward slash hollowdell media. And not to mention that no matter what level you go for, you will all receive a lovely card with some Quagga's concept art written on the back will be a personalised message from the three of us. Yes, indeed. We need to send our first batch out tonight, in fact. So we'll uh, we'll get that out to you. And yes. So for now, we'll head back to the scream bucket with Die Evil Zombies from the BBC series Mongrels. Yay! Sung by Richard O'Brien. Yay! Oh, oh, it's just you, scream bucket. <laughs> Do me a favor, don't scream, just hear what I've got to say. On Friday, January 13th, see a tale from the crypt that is so terrifying, it can only be seen at the movies. Tales from the Crypt presents... Now you can scream. Demon Night, rated R. It starts Friday, January 13th, at theaters everywhere. This last weekend I was a bit bored on Saturday while waiting for my PS4 to update, so I decided to compile a list of all the supposedly greatest games of this generation. This list was compiled from several different websites, from friends, from work colleagues, and random people on the street. So what am I going to do with this list? Well, I'm going to complete every game on it, if I haven't already. And then I'm going to talk about it and give my opinion whatever that's worth. There are 88 games on this list. Don't know why I chose that number, that's just where I stopped. And they're all from either the Xbox One, PS4 or the PC since 2013. Disclaimer, I don't have a Nintendo Switch. Now be warned, there are a number of games that have appeared on some people's lists that are gonna make some of you squirm. My thoughts are that I have to give every game a fair chance because they must be on people's lists for a reason, right? So I'll complete each single player game's campaign and put at least 10 hours into each multiplayer game. Some of these games I've already played and so I may have to go back and remind myself. Uh, Some games I won't have to remind myself because they'll be so entrenched into my psyche like Doom, which as we all know is the greatest game of this generation so far. My thoughts are that by the time we get to the end of the list it'll be roughly time for the new generation to begin. And that's in about a year. The game we start with today is Anthem. 
Now, calm down. I kid you not, this was number four on one of my colleagues' lists. And it did make an appearance in a couple of ones that I found online as well. I was in shock, but I promised to give each and every game a fair chance. So that's what I did. Anthem has now been out for eight months. That's enough time to settle the initial launch issues that all online console releases seem to have these days. Fallout 76, we're looking at you. So is it a good time to jump into this Destiny-like? Have Bioware done enough to douse some of the raging fires of negativity that came at launch? Can they convince me that it was worth it to throw Mass Effect Andromeda under the bus in order to focus on this online farce? Well, the answer is no. I put roughly 14 hours into Anthem. That's how long it took me to complete the campaign and just do a little bit afterwards. I played it on the public servers to make sure I was experiencing the game as Bioware had intended. I engaged with those people to ensure I wasn't being unfair to the game based on preconceptions. Did that make a difference? Maybe. Did it convince me of anything? No. Anthem's story is dull. There's no way around it. I did not care about the characters, I did not care about the world. The plot points are at best predictable and at worst cliche. I'm actually getting annoyed even thinking about the game. There is one good thing, I'm not a complete arse. The shooty bang bangs are good, but just not as good as Destiny. And that's the big difference here. Destiny's story initially was a bit empty and nonsensical, but that shooting. Oh, how I long for that shooting. Do I recommend Anthem to anyone looking through their pile of shame? Dear Lord, n no. Void at all costs. That's right, Bob. Say hello. Come on, Captain, give me a break, will you? Say hello to your Aunt Alicia. Say hello, Aunt Alicia. Hello, Aunt Alicia. Hello, Scream. Do you want to talk about some spooky trailers? As it is the spooky season, yes. Ooh. Nice, nice wooing. Spooky. Spooky, spooky noises. Yes. So we've watched a couple. Which one do you want to start with? Let's start with what looks like the most terrible film. Which one is that? Black oh, Christmas? It's one of two. No, no, no. Countdown. Countdown. So if you're going to call a horror movie Countdown, definitely have it about the game show Countdown. Yeah, and to the witch of carol vorderman yeah if you go only get like five letters oh you have to choose she... <laughs> you have to make a word and that's what's going to happen to you right with the vowels and the consonants well so if you made the word horse what would happen to you uh you'd be neighed to a cross and then <laughs> <laughs> but if you got freedom yeah, okay, you get you get to go. That's yeah. brilliant. Why didn't they do that? Well, maybe we should. Uh, Carol Vorderman captures Rachel Riley <laughs> because and forces her to go through that process. Yeah, I like it. You were never as good as me, Rachel Riley. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Countdown the film looks very, very different. Right, so it's a film about you get an app on your phone and as soon as you download it, it tells you how many days, hours, your years, days, yeah. hours, months. I've got know. 67 years. Yeah, until you die. Hmm. And uh, the protagonist, she gets the app and she's dying in two days. Yes. And other people are getting the app and getting even shorter times. And basically, it's there was a website 
with the countdown death clock. Mm. And it would give you a random date. And they made an episode about that on the IT crowd. Yes, they did. That's where Matt Berry's introduced. Yeah. Was that the first episode? Okay. First episode of series two. So this is a thing. This is a joke. This is a thing that people find funny. And they made a horror film about an app. It's so dumb. And I think they do, it doesn't seem like they've made up their mind about what they want the bad thing to be. We haven't seen the film, so we don't I mean, know. Yeah, yeah. But as you There's... said, watching it, it should have been Final Destination. Yeah. It should have been like accidental death. But a woman gets pulled up into the ceiling. Yep. Uh, Grim Reaper appears in a freaking window mirror. Some terrible gloves appear and try and strangle someone. Yeah, she's in bed with the monster. Yeah. So what's going on? It's very silly. It's very silly. It's very silly. It's, I don't like, I, unless I'm for very specific ones, I don't like phone app, phone horror movies about social media. Well, the, it's the, like, um, you haven't seen Unfriended, have you? No. Unfriended is a film that went out of date before you left the cinema. Because really? it's all like Facebook and Skype and blah, blah, blah. But it's all the old... So as soon as they've updated it, the film's out of date. Yeah. And it's no longer relevant. This mm. is... I mean, it's all fake stuff, so I guess... But yeah, very silly, very strange. It might be really funny. I think it'll be another one of those, so uh, bad it's good. Another wish upon. Another wish upon. It could be. Couldn't recommend that film more. <laughs> uh, uh, what was next? Next, we had Free From Hell... Yes. Latest in a line of Rob Zombie's uh, series of films. This is very relevant at the moment because Sid Haig sadly passed away. This has been big news lately. Yeah, very sad, sad thing for the horror community. So his role's been de- reduced quite heavily. Um, but the rest of it, yeah, it's 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 your full-blown Rob Zombie stuff. So the third in the, in the House of a Thousand Corpses series following the Devil's Rejects after they all apparently get shot up and die at the end of the film, which I thought was a perfect ending, but they brought them back. Brilliant. Uh, In a miraculous revival or something yeah. along those lines. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks like Rob Zombie film. I love Danny Trejo. Trejo, don't know how to say it. Machete. Machete. Machete, Machete kills. <laughs> yeah, but he seems to be popping up. He always pops up in really gory, grindhousey type films, doesn't he? He also did uh, Spy Kids. He did. He did. <laughs> or Shark Boy and Lava Girl. That's it. Yeah. 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 But yeah, it looks like a Rob Zombie film. I'm looking forward to it. I'm gonna have to rewatch House of Thousand Corpses and I will. Regions. I will get in on that with you because I need to. I need to watch them. Mm. Good films. Violent films. Yeah. So um, what next? We had Zombieland Two Double Tap. Which I like the tone of Zombieland Two. I like that. Or Zombieland generally. They've got it right. They're kind of zaniness is on a good level I ridiculousness I agree but I don't want to see a sequel to Zombieland Zombieland had the perfect circle of a story it ended brilliantly it told everything you needed to tell and now we're just seeing him again well you're right but I guess if you want to shamelessly just love something we get more Woody Harrelson in that role and so forth I guess so I just also can't stand Jesse Eisenberg can't stand him Mm, no I get that I get that. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably skip it, to be honest, but people seem to like the look of it. Yeah, no, I think it's good. So it doesn't look good. Yeah. Black Christmas. Yeah, yeah. This is the second remake of the 1970s horror trope. It's the iconic horror movie that inspired inspired Halloween in its own way, Scream. 
It's basically, I mean, they ruined the sequel as well. The, well, they did a reboot of it in yeah, uh, the, 2006. 2006. They, they try and remade it. Which was absolute crap. And this looks even worse. This looks worse, yeah. It, what's, the, what's worse is the trailer seems to give it all away as well. So not only are you delivering a crap product, where, so the original Black Christmas is about a murderous psychopath. That's probably not even the right term. A murderous loony. It's yeah. probably not the right term. A murderous git yeah. who breaks into a sorority house Christmas and starts murdering people. And it's very well done. You never know who it is, apart from the little clues you get on the telephone. He's scary. He's terrifying. He's sinister. You, you mostly see it from his perspective. So you never actually see him. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it inspired Halloween, which in turn inspired all of the slasher films of the 80s, which in turn inspired Scream. And yeah. It all comes back to Black Christmas. Now it's a over-the-top cultist demon worshipping thing, and it gives away that like the fraternities involved, yeah, dark forces. There's a kick-ass female team, and it just and the ah, oh, it's I uh, I like Blumhouse as a production company, but they're really testing me with the, this one. The writing just seems atrociously bad and not just in terms of like dialogue or whatever but just the general plot it just looks awful and do you know what I mean, people are going to watch that and not know about the original that's what's sad yeah. and it gets buried even, get... even deeper underneath not... the poo no one's heard of Black Christmas and it's like yeah it's yeah this is really sad and I I'm very angry when I watch it I get, no why are you doing that you know what it might be good it might make people go and see the original Probably not, but yeah, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, but yes, so there's some spooky trailers. Definitely look out for uh, Free From Hell. Yes. And Itsy Bitsy. Yes, it's We've mentioned that before. Go watch Itsy Bitsy, that looks great. Yeah, if you like, if you hate spiders, watch that film, I think. Yeah, because um, you're definitely going to get a few scares from that. Rob, the trailer. Don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, don't Rob, do that. Just, just brush your no, shoulder. shut up. <laughs> right let's play a song grab your terry folds oh god <laughs> Beth, are you coming i'll catch up with you guys in a sec hello Somebody there? Hello? Ah! Very funny. Who put you up to this, Cindy? Lose the cape, it's way too 90s horror. Oh, so what movie is this from? Die, cheerleader, die! Wanna play Psycho Killer? Can I be the helpless cheerleader? Oh. oh, so is this where I'm supposed to beg for my life? Please, Mr. Keller, don't kill me. Oh. Oh. So is this where I'm supposed to bleed?
helpless. There you go, Mr. Scary Killer. I'm panicking now. Oh, God, somebody, please help me. mind if I fake it. Oh, look at me. I'm all dead. I'm a gross, scary, severed head. Come on, please. Do you know who I am? I'm Miss Teen. You're really giving me a headache. And you got blood all over my Gucci sweater. I hope you're going to pay for that. Oh, you got it all over the floor. Ugh. Fetch me the stream bucket. And the mop. Welcome to Fortnite Schmort Night. Woo! We're back. Fortnite Stroll Night. Oh, there's got to be something we can do with this. Uh, Freak Night Schmort Night. Ghoul. Gore Night. Fort Spike. Fortnite Door Night. Fortnite Gore Night. Fortnite Spook Night. Welcome, uh, Fort... Devil's Fork. No, Smork. Fortnite of the Living Dead. Oh. There we go. Yep, Fortnite of the Living Smork. Fortnite of the Living Smork Night. Yes. Perfect. Introduce it again. Welcome to Fortnite of the Living Smork Night. Woo! A Halloween special. It's not all Halloween theme news, so don't get your hopes up. All right. Um, we'll start with Rick and Morty. Okay. Um, it's been announced it's returning for a truncated fourth season, airing in the US on the 10th of November, so I think we'll get it shortly afterwards. It returns... Yeah, we were only a week behind last time, weren't we? Yeah. So it's returning with a meager five-episode series. Now, I was originally in quite shamefully thinking oh, it's just Dan Harmon being Dan Harmon being... I mean that sounds like it would be yeah Yeah, but we've obviously been given the sad news that one of the producers from Rick and Morty sadly passed away yeah so while it, there is a chance that it is partly laziness there is also the fact that J. Michael Mendel has died who was also a producer on The Simpsons yes yeah, so it's a big big uh, yeah. player in the animated world and uh, yeah and I'm not sure how it happened, but yeah, this is an Emmy Award-winning producer who um, I know Dan Harmon felt the loss of quite hard. So that might be why it's truncated. Very sad, very sad, and good job on them for getting that season out, regardless. I mean, there's so much more to come, though, isn't it? What, 70 seats? 70. 70 episodes? Who makes that kind of deal? It was actually 90 episodes. Did it go up? Well, what I read in an article today was it was still at 70. But I would never make that kind of deal. That's like when a band gets signed and they say, you're, mm. you're signing for seven records with us. I think Dan Harmon's planning to retire on that. Right. I think that's his. That's the thing. That's what's in his head. Once it's done. Yeah, because Harmon Town, which is a podcast he runs and is the main part on, that's actually coming to an end soon. I think he's trying to step back a bit. Right. He's steadily, steadily coming out of it, yeah. But um, it's got some very good guest appearances in the new series. Okay. Confirm. We've got Sam Neill. Cool. So hopefully there'll be some form of dinosaur story. Alan. Taika Waititi. Okay. Awesome. Kathleen Turner and Paul Giamatti. Okay. So, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping it'll be a bit stronger than the last series. I didn't really like the last series. Uh, the last series was the first one where it felt like, oh, you know you're good now. Yeah. 
I like the second half. I think more than the first half. It was still, it was still great. It just wasn't quite as like. Yeah. Hilarious. I think the Rick Lantis mix-up might be my favourite episode of all time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Or the uh, Morty's mind blowers. I can't remember which one's that one. Strip with the squirrels, Morty. <laughs> oh yeah. We can only do that so many times. <laughs> Uh, what else has been going on? Uh, Samuel Jackson has become the latest in the Marvel family to remark on one Martin Scorsese's comments about the MCU movies being not cinema. Was it MCU specifically or was it superhero films? Maybe. Uh, well, here's a quote. He said, I don't know what the question was asked, actually. He said, I don't see them. I tried, you know, but it, that's that's not cinema. Honestly, the closest I can think of them, as well as made as they are, with actors doing the best they can under the circumstances, is theme parks. It isn't a cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional or psychological experiences to another human being. I agree. I and I'm not not just because Scorsese's saying it. I totally agree. It's and that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong with a theme park. Mm, it, but the part about him saying that's not cinema is bollocks. Oh, the part about that not being cinema is rubbish. How much films over the years have not had those things? I mean, there is that. Yeah, but. At the same time, it is a theme park ride. Yeah. I know where he's coming from. It's not traditional cinema, but then what's traditional cinema? The westerns. I mean, obviously... 20 years of Wild West films. He's a hard man to not listen to. I mean, this is the guy who's departed Wolf of Wall Street, bloody Goodfellas, every film. Someone on Twitter responded saying, I've got two thoughts about what he said. One is, I don't agree, and the superhero films are just as cinema as anything else and two it's Martin Scorsese he can have any opinion he likes yeah <laughs> so I mean yeah it's, yeah I it's, mean it's not damaging anyone saying that no people are still going to love superhero films yeah it's just a man and his opinion Don't. no one should be getting too butthurt I suppose mm. um, yeah but Samuel Jackson he said I mean that's like saying Bugs Bunny isn't funny films are films everybody doesn't like his stuff either Everybody's got an opinion, so I mean, it's okay. I ain't going to stop nobody from making movies. No, we don't. So that so, sums yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi. Yes. He's in the news. Uh, at Comic Con, New York Comic Con, he said that more Evil Dead is coming. Ooh. And, but someone new is going to take the director's chair. It won't be Sam Raimi. Um, he said... Bruce with TT. Oh, my God. God, can you imagine? Keep your fingers crossed, everyone. That's got to be the only choice <laughs> after Ragnarok. Yeah. Anyway, um, they've sorry. got the New Zealand connection as well. Yeah. Um, after Ash vs. Evil Dead, which was filmed in New Zealand. Uh, series 2, now available on Netflix. Indeed, indeed. Um, but he said Bruce Campbell would be returning as producer, although not to act as he is tired of having blood thrown on him. Yeah, well, that's well. fine. Yeah. But I don't know. I think that's one of those things he might be tempted out of his little... Uh, I think he's quite, he's quite regimented in it. But to be honest, I would like it if they just visited him. Well, yeah. That would be great. And he didn't have to get covered in blood. He well, just had some wisdom to pass down. Ash, Ash vs. Evil Dead does have an ending. Oh. But that Ash vs. Evil Dead was more Bruce Campbell than I ever expected to see right. as Ash. Yeah. So, yeah, fine. Do something else. It's fine. Yeah, fair enough. In fact, you could potentially do something about the other characters in the Ash vs. Evil Dead. Yeah. I like, and they're really good in it. Yeah. Um, Slipknot's Corey Taylor is to feature in a collector's edition of In Search of Darkness, a documentary about 80s horror. 
He joins 50 other guests in what the film's official website has described as the most complete retrospective documentary of the genre ever made. And at 260 minutes long, it had better be. <laughs> That's more than four hours in a single documentary. I'm really looking forward to that. I saw that was um, that went up on Kickstarter ages ago, and I just missed it. I was really annoyed. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. That's just mental time, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah, sod it. It sounds great. Yeah, it does. Um, it's got people like John Carpenter in it. It's got yep. a bunch of cast and crew from Nightmare on Elm Street, yep, 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 Hellraiser, yep, yep. Friday the 13th, etc., etc., um, from what I saw about in the trailer, there's a lot of good stuff about the thing in there. Okay, cool. Yeah, they're like a lot of the actors really going into how terrifying the props were. Fantastic. And stuff like that. So that will be immensely so Is that fascinating. coming out? Where's that coming out? Uh, soon. I think if you all pre order it before Halloween, you get something. Doing it right now. You seriously? <laughs> Doing it now. Carry on. Um, okay. But that's it goes without saying that the lead singer of Slipknot would be involved with something like this. I'm not surprised at all he's a horror fan. Slipknots are terrifying. And I'm seeing them in January. The Joker is already taking records after an astoundingly successful release. Having made $234 million worldwide in its opening weekend, it's the fourth most successful R-rated movie and the highest ever October release. Insane. It's grabbing headlines from other areas as well. I don't suppose you've seen the signs people have been putting up in the cinemas, Adam. No, I haven't. So I deliberately kept myself away from Joker for when I watched it, but now I might look up at it. It's quite funny. Like someone wrote, uh, put a picture up saying no single males allowed in the cinema, and someone took a picture of it. It went viral, and it was in an AMC cinema, and people were going mental about it. How dare you treat single males like this? How dare you? put them into this category and AMC were like whoa, 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 whoa sorry for any confusion we didn't put that up <laughs> so you know people just fall for these things um, I I have, I have to say my review for the joke is coming up and I've got so, I've, I've, yeah you'll hear what I thought of it but nothing that the media have said about it really applies I think it's been taken out of all context oh really I think People have latched onto it to mean something that doesn't represent at all. <sighs> I think so it's like, I must have missed. I'm horribly misjudged that from the trailer. I think um, GTA. It's the GTA effect. Right. It's people thinking that if you play GTA, you're going to start stealing cars and murdering prostitutes. Right. Nope. Of course you're not. No. Yes. Well, I mean, you might do. Um, <laughs> Why not? But uh, well, yeah. Other people are going mad. Like. Um, there was there was two rude people smoking in a cinema. A thing you can legally do <laughs> in the country. Yeah, people started lighting up cigarettes and being obnoxious and blowing smoke in people's faces. And that's made national. That's made international news. Surely you get that all the time. There's nothing about the Joker that makes me want to be the Joker. <laughs> yeah, and then there's there was a, there was the crazy lunatic who was laughing maniacally at all the de- the deaths in. Um, yeah. So it makes people act a bit weird. I think people are playing up to it. I don't think there's anything in the film. That's it. People are playing up to it. Yeah. But yeah. That's that's the, the Fortnite might Fortnite of the Living Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite of the Living Schmortnite is done. Very good. Let's yeah. go straight into my Joker review, shall we? Yes. Adam's film reviews. Joker 2019. <gasps> <coughs> Can you please stop bothering my kid? Sorry. Arthur. 
I have some bad news for you. <laughs> this is the last time we'll be meeting. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. And finally, in a world where everyone thinks they can do my job, check out this guy. When I was a little boy and told people I was going to be a comedian, everyone laughed at me. Well, no one's laughing now. You can say that again, pal. If you've been anywhere near social media lately, you will likely have heard something of Joker's reputation. Predictions for the film even managed to go a step further, with pundits predicting some sort of bizarre uprising to come off the back of Joker, a film that, at the time, had yet to be released. Fears of alt-right violent incels being inspired to take up arms due to the film's tone and aggression were just the tip of the iceberg. But is this a film that glorifies violence and oppresses on its audience as a desire to murder innocent people? Nope. Joker is anything but a glorification of violence. Instead, it tells a sad tale of mental health neglect and a man losing touch with himself and the world around him. I don't know about you, but that isn't something I can imagine many aspiring to be. But anyway, directed by Todd Phillips, Joker opens on Arthur Fleck, a troubled man who works as a clown for hire in the crime-ridden and decaying Gotham City. While working the streets, he is attacked by a group of children and is given a gun by one of his co-workers to protect himself. The only issue is, Arthur isn't all there. It's quickly established that he is separated from society, living in a world of his own making, with fantasy blurring into reality at every corner. He also suffers from a rare disorder that makes him laugh uncontrollably at inappropriate times, particularly when he's nervous or uncomfortable. The knife begins to twist as financial support for his social care is pulled, allowing him no access to his medication. Armed, troubled and unmedicated, Arthur is set upon by a group of drunk businessmen while riding the subway. And he defends himself. And it's this triple murder that grinds the story into life. The killings serve as a spark to a growing tinderbox of class hatred and resentment between the impoverished citizens of Gotham and the so-called elite. A situation that isn't helped by the fact that the businessmen were well-liked employees of Wayne Enterprises. As Arthur descends deeper into his pain, the city grows more violent and unbearable. And as Arthur begins to dig into the secret within his family, the only thing keeping him going is the dream of being in the spotlight and of making it as a successful comedian. A Joker, if you will. Joker isn't a film about violence, nor is it about civil uprising. Joker's a film that tells the story of a man suffering and eventual destruction. In many ways, Joker is a somewhat sloppy remake of Taxi Driver, with a far less charismatic protagonist. Joker is in fact quite uncomfortable at times, with an exploration of mental health that gets considerably close to the bone. If anything, this isn't just an origin story of the Joker. This is an origin story of Gotham City, a city that quite desperately needs a hero. But it's the second half of this film where Joker really begins to excel. As Arthur descends into madness, he takes control of his destiny and turns the wheel to, as he puts it, make this a comedy not a tragedy. 
One sequence especially was one of the most tense and gripping sequences I think I've ever seen. Joaquin Phoenix's performance holds the film together and by the end, it's hard to imagine a better Joker. This film, while it has its flaws, is a throwback to a far grittier and darker period of filmmaking. And I kind of loved it. Be warned though, if you have experience with mental health issues, then this is going to be a hard watch. But if you can get through it, you're going to be in for an incredible piece of cinema. One small thing. Yeah. When you bring me out, can you introduce me as Joker? And that was the theme to Halloween by John Carpenter. Which we paid homage to in episode one, if you call them episodes, or advent calendar window one of our 31 Days of Horror specials. Day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. Of 31 Days of Horror. So little one to two minute vignettes of some of our favourite horror movies, horror homages that we are creating in our flat, more or less with crap around our flat oh yeah i mean i'm now starting to get a reputation for wearing colored t-shirts on my head in lieu of wigs yes which is fine which is fun we had uh, we had this idea we're trying to work out what to do for halloween and decided on yeah doing daily horror scenes as cheaply as possible they're very fun to do they are fun to do they uh they're we've we've varied it up between Taking a moment from a film and expanding it and just doing stupid stuff. Mm. Especially when we took half a second of Dog Soldiers and stretched it into a minute of just inane conversation chatter. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's really good fun to do. And Return of the Living Dead might be one of our best ones, apparently. It's probably some of our finest work ever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We've also done some shot-for-shot remakes of some of our favourite scenes. The Shining. The Shining might be the best one we've done yet. I mean, that was so fun to shoot. I mean, you got to play one of the most iconic characters in the history of film. Well, yes, that was pretty nice. Like yeah. that. Um, we um, to replicate the door in The Shining, we've used kitchen foil. Yep. We stretched kitchen foil over a door frame and had you going through it with a plastic axe. And we managed. Without that much fall, we did put some effort in, but without too much, we managed to get it almost shot for shot in an eerily accurate way. Yeah. It's almost like we were possessed. We're possessed by Kubrick himself. Jack Torrance. Yeah. Inspired us. Yeah, no, it's been really awesome. Um, We've been putting them on YouTube, we've been posting about them on Twitter, and we've put them on Instagram as well. Yes. But we kicked up, we launched an Instagram channel just to show them off, in fact. Indeed. Yeah, they're great. And uh, we got to do Scream. I loved doing Scream. Scream yep. is obviously my favourite horror film. Got to play Stu and uh, yell his brilliant, hilarious lines. Return of the Living Dead, they had me, well, we had me boobed up <laughs> as a half skeletal zombie. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, having a flirt with you. Yes. Yes. Uh, Child's Player got the chance to be Chucky. Yes, this is great. This is like a bucket list that we didn't know we had. <laughs> We've got a lot coming up as well. So we are currently on day 10. 
Yes, we're currently on day 10, and you can see our latest video online now, but we've got some beauties ahead of us. I know, I'm just looking at the list now, we will not spoil them, but I'm looking forward to some of those. Wow. Yeah, I mean, there's some dumb ones. I might see if I can get some masks for uh, for one. But yes, yeah, uh, highly recommend it. This time last year I was doing horror reviews daily, doing my 31 days of horror, Uh and this is much more fun. Although I did start going mad by the end, and that made it quite fun. That that's always good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you start, when you just, oh, I have to do this now. Yeah, I think it's just nice with this. So we sit down and we're like, okay, this film. What is a scene that we can either pay our best attempt at a homage to with a load of rubbish, mm. or how can we expand on it? Yeah. So it's really, really, really fun to do. As a creative exercise, it's very, um, it, it keeps you on your toes a bit. Because we're, we're thinking these ideas up as we shoot, basically. Yeah. And so it's forcing us to keep thinking. And I was saying this the other day when we were doing Return of the Living Dead. Like, they should be teaching that in college, in film schools. Just go and do something ridiculous. But we learn stuff. We, we You're like, oh, that's how you do the slanted shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we're getting better at doing these silly little things. So if doing that when you're 17 years old and you're in college is, would be a major, major. Yeah. If you are currently studying media, maybe consider doing your own one. You could either, I mean, there's Christmas. You could be doing this as an advent calendar. Yeah. Which you've adamantly refused to do. No, 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 no. (laughs) Uh, Halloween, obviously. I mean, Easter, summer, even you could do a season of summer. Or just act out blockbusters. Yeah. 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 And boner comedies. Yeah. Why not? Definitely. Uh, I mean, the best uh, highlight has got to be, uh, well, one of the highlights was uh, we got to make a blanket fort for Alien. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Which was, I haven't done a blanket fort in a while, and that worked really well. I mean, if there's any reason ever to do a blanket fort, it's to recreate a scene from (laughs) Alien. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So, yes, do check us out. So, we're on on YouTube, Holodell Media 2, which is our second channel for small silly things. Uh, We've got Instagram, check us out at Hollowdale Media. Yep. Uh, and if you're following us at screen underscore bucket on Twitter, you'll be seeing us retweeting it as well. Yeah. So, yeah, all the options in the world. So, do let us know if you've got your own Halloween October tradition. It'd be awesome. Yeah, please do. We'd love to hear about it. And, yeah, and, and keep watching spooky films. Yes, definitely keep watching spooky films. We're in Andre's exclusive continental restaurant, which caters to only the most discriminating clientele. How's the food, sweetheart? Nice. That's nice. Where's the stuff? The stuff is here now. Great new day sensation. Light and free now. Get you elevation. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough of the stuff. The stuff. The taste that makes you hungry for more. The stuff, taste that delivers. Enough is never enough. Enough is never enough. No, you don't. Put down the screen bucket. And that was Bad Moon Rising by... Credence Blue Water Revival. Which was featured in American Werewolf in London. Yeah, a fantastic film. Yeah, uh, I shamefully, again... 
I only saw it for the first time the other day. And it's so good. It's so funny. I didn't know it was a comedy. Yeah, I think that's the that's the line with a lot of these films. The, uh, no spoilers, but the end scene is absolutely mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. It does end abruptly. It, it ends too abruptly, but the shot, the, the directing, the uh. shots, everything about it beforehand is like way, I don't know, ahead of its time. Yeah, I'd say so. The humour really comes out of nowhere sometimes as well. There's a moment when he's in the porn theatre. Oh, yes. And they're watching these sort of 70s, 80s porn films, which are just ridiculous. They're so stupid. It's the moment when she picks up the phone during, stops, pauses, picks up the phone. Hello? Yeah. No, I'm afraid there's no one of that name here. Yeah. Okay, bye. And carries on. Brilliant. And it's like it's a British caricature of what British porn oh, yeah, is. It's, absolutely. And you've got the silly uh, the sergeant who keeps coming in to inform yep. him what's going on about the hunt. And he's got this stupid like uh, police officer below him who keeps knocking things over and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. awkward. Oh, I yeah, love it. it's great. But on we the subject done, of... We should have done that for the film discussion. Ooh. Oh, well. Yeah, why didn't we? Because we're idiots. Carry on. Anyway, um, Halloween. We're all about Halloween this month. Yes. But, Adam, how much do you think you really know about Halloween? Oh, I don't know. Shall we find out? Oh. With a Halloween spooky quiz. You uh. can play along at home. Okay, Or kids. in the car, if you don't crash. Here we go. <laughs> um, okay. What is the word Halloween an abbreviation of? Hollow's Eve, Saint's Eve, or Hallow's Eve? Hallow's Eve. Okay, I think that's correct. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how it's doing it, because it's a silly website. I think you probably need to fill them in, and then it gives us the answers. Okay. Um, what ancient Celtic festival did Halloween originate from? Samhain. Winter's End, Autumn's End, or Summer's End? Oh, it must be Summer's End. Uh, uh, summer's End. Gone for Summer's End. Well, what? actually, it was the Pagan New Year, so... Maybe Autumn's End? I don't what? know. Can't be autumn. Well, maybe it is autumn's end. Autumn's end. Should we go for that? It'd be the end of the harvest. Oh, the answer's locked in. Right, fine. What would you traditionally bob for at Halloween parties? Apples. Let's go for apples. What are the options? Oranges or pumpkins? No. What were jack o' lanterns carved from before pumpkins were used? Turnips. I know that's right. That has to be right. Is that what, is that an option? That is, it's turnips, parsnips, or broccoli. When were Halloween <laughs> greeting cards first made? The 1700s, the 1800s, or the 1900s? What? I didn't even know they were a thing. No, me neither. Uh, 1800s, I assume. Let's go for so the... People made money. Oh! Oh! It went red. So you've got everyone right so far. The 1800s is the wrong answer. Oh! It was, in fact, the 1900s. Okay, well, yeah, I guess that makes sense too. What is a group of witches called? A coven. Yes. Sure, it's not a cloven. A cloven. Some people claim to be real vampires. True or false? It's true, and they're mad. That's a strange question. Yeah, we know about these people who believe they're vampires and they're very, very silly. Yes, they are very silly. Very silly, silly people. You, put put her down, you. Did you know, here's a bit of my own trivia. Well, you probably do know, but uh, the whole idea of vampires comes from the tuberculosis epidemic. Yes, yes yeah. indeed. Yeah. People getting ill after people dying, spreading mm. disease and all that. Mm. Um, and they used to dig up 
bodies of the deceased and like cross their bones and things like that. Well, they, they used to bury them upside down, which I think is the best, most genius thing in the world. Yeah. Bury them upside down. If they try and get up, they'll go down. <laughs> Absolutely genius. Makes perfect sense. Um, what does the old English word hallow mean? Saint, devil or angel? Uh, devil? Let's go for devil. Ooh, it's not it's saint. Okay. That's really interesting. I didn't know that. Hmm. I suppose, yeah, Saint's Day, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. What is the traditional Scottish name for Halloween, which derives from the name of Celtic god Samana? Samhain. Yes. Is that uh, Scottish? Apparently so. Oh. Not Saman, not Samson. What is the day after Halloween called? All Souls Day, All Saints Day, mm. or All Sinners Day? It's all Saints Day, isn't it? Uh, oh. No! All Souls Day. What? God, creepiness. Okay, fine. We're learning loads. What do pumpkins grow on? Stalks, trees, or vines? Oh. I know the answer to this because of medieval and PS1. Well, I would have... Vines? It's just on the please ground? Be right. Please be right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Don't you remember the level in Medieval where it's a big pumpkin level? Right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, no, do you know what it was? I was thinking, I've seen pumpkins growing. Is that a vine or is that a stalk? Like, I couldn't right. work out what... Yeah. What was Dr. Frankenstein's first name? Uh, what's the options? Victor, Frank or, Frank or Fred. <laughs> Victor. Where do real vampire bats live? North and South America, Europe or Asia? Europe? Oh, it's North and South America. Ah, uh, fine. Do you want more? Should we just do all of them? Just yeah, let's do them all. No, no, there's not. There's only, there's only a few more. Where do real vampire? No, we did that one, Robert. Where did bobbing for apples originate? Ancient Rome, Greece, or Dublin? Uh, ancient Rome. Correct. Hey. God, they've been doing it for that long. Related to cheese fondue, they did I that, guess because they? they don't have modern day entertainment in Rome, they've just got a bloody swimming pool with some fruit. Uh, gladiator tournaments, they were quite, yeah, but you don't, you can't afford to do that all no, the time, can that's you? True. Should that's we just true. get some fruit in? <laughs> Should we just get some fruit in the pond again and go oh, bobbing? Mum, I want to kill some Christians. Not after you've done your apple bobbing, <laughs> that's enough fun for one day. Uh, the final question. Where does trick-or-treating come from? Hunting and praying, souling and guising, or hiding and seeking? Uh, souling and guising, I would have put. Correct! Yay! And it says, very respectable score. 11 out of 15. Yes. That'll do. Okay, I'm happy with that. And on that note... We better sign off. Cool. Thank you so much for listening to our first show back from a long break yes and uh be back uh we're on again we will be back on halloween for a halloween special yeah stream bucket the fourth yes but before then so the week after next when we should be back normally we'll be replaying our stream bucket from last year yes the tale of uncle philip's mansion so that'll be on like the 23rd, 24th? 24th? 24th. Yes. And then we'll be right back on the 31st for a brand new stream bucket and quite possibly a brand new trailer for Ooh. our film that we've been working on 
forever, forever. So do look out on our channel at screen underscore bucket on Twitter at Holodell Media and oh, at Holodell Media on Twitter and Instagram. And do follow at North Arts Radio on Twitter and Instagram too. Absolutely do. And enjoy the rest of your spooky month. Yes, indeed. We'll see you again. And also, look out for our 31 Days of Horror. Yes. There's plenty more to come. Plenty more. Bye. There we are. And that was the first of our Scream Buckets for 2019. Yeah, thank you very much for listening, guys. Yes, I hope you enjoyed it. Much more spookiness to come. Mm-hmm. We've got a bit of a... We've got something special lined up for the Halloween episode. Absolutely. It's a joy to be on actual Halloween as well. Yeah. We had to wangle the schedule a little bit, but we're there. Uh, and yeah, can't wait. Can't wait to record that one. So that'll be in two, three weeks. Three, yeah. Three weeks time. That'll three be in three weeks time. We've got the repeat of this one, followed by last year's Screen Bucket, and then it's us again. Yes, so please come back and give that a listen. You will not regret it. Indeed. And if you're not already a supporter, do check us out at www.patreon.com slash Media for some exclusive Patreon screen bucket content, as well as updates for what we're doing and all sorts of other stuff. So, yes, do check us out there. Do follow us at screen underscore bucket on Twitter uh, and also Twitter and Instagram for Media at Media and at North Arts Radio as well. Reeling it off, reeling it off. Absolutely. You've slotted the Patreon bit in as well. Professional. Follow us and all the things and find out what we're doing. Brilliant. Yeah. Now, we've got some chicken to eat. Yes, fantastic. Yes, indeed. See you all in a fortnight, everybody. See you in a fortnight, guys. Studio's completely dark, just... Just blackness now. All the, the lights have filled. The, the power's gone off. It's difficult to know, even if anybody's still still with us, but if they are, this is the, the scene in this, in this studio, this totally deserted studio. <laughs>